Glory to God. I just feel like shouting a little bit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise to God in the land of the living. Amen. God, you're so good. God, you're so good. God, you're so good. You're so good to me. You answer prayer. You Answer prayer, you answer prayer, you're so good to me, God, you're so good, God, you're so good, God, you're so good. You're so good to me. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's a nice cover. (laughs) Shannon always does such a nice... Keeps everything looking first class. Have faith in God. That's what we're preaching. Now... We've been doing a series on uh, prayer. Uh, didn't mean to, to turn into a series, but it kind of has. Uh, on uh, the types of prayer. And again, you know, just a little bit of background. Folks used to say, well, prayer is prayer. And uh, so what's the big deal? Just pray. Well, I agree with part of that. I think in, in some cases we've made prayer difficult. Some folks get so frustrated with the rules on which prayer they're praying that they don't pray as much as they should or could, um, you know, because it's like, well, it's now which prayer am I praying here? And sometimes you're just wanting to follow the Holy Spirit and pray and Amen. let him sort it out. Yeah. But on the other hand, there are some things that we need to understand so we don't get confused in our own soul and mind and spirit. And that is that, for example, the, Prayer of faith, which we're going to talk about today, uh, can't be the rules for that, if we want to call them rules, but, you know, to pray, to pray in line with God's will. The rules for that are quite different than the prayer of consecration and dedication. And that's where people got mixed up. It's like prayer of consecration and dedication is the prayer of Lord, not my will, but thine be done. But if you try to apply that to the prayer of faith, you don't have faith. Because faith uh, begins where the will of God is known. The prayer of dedication and consecration is a prayer where you're not quite sure what the will of God might be. Uh, some things are always the same for every believer. But there's a custom-made will for your life and plan and mission and vision, amen, that uh, you have to find. And sometimes we have to... Be willing. You know, it became popular in parenting uh, back, I think it started in the maybe the late 70s, uh, you know, Dr. Spock. But um, one lady said, I want to sue Dr. Spock. He ruined my children. But uh, there were some ungodly concepts in some of his writing. 
and uh, unfortunately, the church seems to enjoy signing on to the latest debauchery that that comes down the pike, trying to say that they're relating to culture. Uh, it's fine to relate to culture as long as it doesn't conflict with the Word of God and the Spirit of God. But when it does, then you got to back off of it and and say, well, what does the Word say? So, uh, you know, everybody wants to be cool or whatever, I guess, but not at the expense of, of uh, changing the Bible. Amen? Amen? So, uh, anyway, um, it, it became like just on, just a mention on the prayer of consecration and dedication. I grew up praying that prayer very early in my life because my parents taught me something different than what I was starting to hear later as I became a young adult and raising children, is the theme became, Johnny, you can be anything you want to be. And I got raised on you can be anything God wants you to be. And those are two different things sometimes. So I get the positive reinforcement. I understand that, you know, if you whatever you decide path to take in life, you can do it. You're, in other words, you've got the intellect to do it. That's a good message, but when it comes to the things of God, now, I didn't realize how badly that had crept into the church world until we opened up our ministry in Tulsa uh, for a while uh, to uh, some youth ministry. We had some youth ministry as an outreach. And my youth ministers, thank you, from Bible school and, you know, the right kind of church and the whole thing, they were extremely pushing uh, do what you want to do. If you always wanted to be a baseball player, be one. If you wanted to be, a, you know, an actor in Hollywood, be one. If you wanted to be, you know, almost an exotic dancer, be one and let that be your witness. I mean, it got almost that bad. And uh, it's like, well, wait a minute here now. Uh, hold on. Let's, uh, you know, there may be some truth in some of that. God can use you wherever you are. I understand that. You know, John Wayne was supposedly this great believer. But, uh, you know, God will, as, as a witness, no matter what we choose in life to do, we should be a witness of our faith and a witness of the goodness of God. But on the other hand, you know, what if you're called to be a, what if you are called to be a missionary in Africa? What if you are called to be a pastor? What if you are called to be a Bible teacher or a great Christian writer or whatever it is that God's calling you to do, to do, to be a singer, a prophet, whatever? Sometimes we have to lay aside our uh, what we always dreamed of. Well, I've always dreamed since I was a little boy or a little girl of doing A, B, C, X, Y, Z. Fine, but uh, it has to be submitted under the will of God. And that can oftentimes only be obtained at the altar of consecration and dedication. And I, every now and then we'll hear an old hymn about, you know, the Lord take my life and let it be uh, you know, thoroughly consecrated to the, that was Amy Simple McPherson's uh, favorite hymn. And uh, there's a couple of verses in there that word of faith people will never sing, but uh, <laughs> they just won't. But, but there's a few verses that everybody can sing. And uh, I just am telling you that uh, that prayer of consecration and dedication is something that needs to be uh, I don't know when the last time I've heard anybody even teach on it or mention it, or, or is it a thing? And it is a thing, praise God. And Jesus was our example of praying that in the garden when he said, if there be any other way, 
you know, this would maybe be a good, nice time to have a come to Jesus meeting about that. Because the clock is ticking away here. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure there's a cross out there with my name on it. Uh, and so um, he's... He's uh, praying that prayer, and he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. You know, let 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 your will uh, prevail, and he did, and, and he had that mission to go on that was reserved only for him. Yeah. No one else could do it for him. Um, some people say, well, if Jesus was willing to go to the cross, I should be too. No, honey, God bless you, but you are not the lamb slain before the foundation of the earth. And you don't qualify because you're not perfect. So praise God. There's only one Savior. Amen. And we're not going to be sub-saviors here. Praise the Lord. So we got to get all this said, you know, pastoring. You have to say all these things and teach all these things. And, you know, folks are, all of us here are, are a little bit from different kinds of backgrounds and, and um, you know, uh, experiences in the Word. Amen. And in the Spirit. And uh, sometimes we have to corral everybody and get on the same page. All right? Praise God. Uh, so today, however, we're not talking about the prayer of consecration dedication. But you can see how you, you can mix that up with the prayer of faith. And uh, there's an authority, too. For example, in intercession, and I'm going to have Pastor Scarlett teach on some of these because she's better at certain subjects than me. She's better at every subject than me, but I'm saying there's certain ones that she's really good. And so um, in on, on prayer of intercession, for example, there's some rules about praying that that's different than the prayer of faith. Because, you know, you have to have a lot of unction to really be a good intercessor. intercessor. And you can say, well, I'm standing in the gap for Sister Myrtle here for her healing or whatever. And uh, you can pray that and there's some authority in it, but it really becomes most effective when it's the, when it's the mind of the spirit that you're praying and connected up with that. Amen. And so the prayer of intercession, uh, has tremendous authority, but it's a little dependent on the mind and will of the spirit at that moment. However, the prayer of faith always has authority, always, because it's based on the finished work of Christ 100%, no other factor. Glory. So let's look at what we call, I think, the best example of the prayer of faith. Amen. Again, now the prayer, the faith begins where the will of God is known. So somebody says, well, would you pray for my healing I'm not sure it's God's will to heal me. I'm not sure. Would you pray the prayer of faith for me? And I will say, if you ask that in that tone, <laughs> I don't like your tone. But if you say that, I'm going to tell you, you have made it impossible for me to pray the prayer of faith for you at that moment because we have to first establish. So before prayer, let's have a Bible study. Amen. And let's see, what does the Word say about your healing? Well, you could then go back to uh, Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5, the prophecy about uh, the Christ to come and what He's going to do. 
He's going to bear your sicknesses and carry your pains. By his stripes you were healed. And then that it might be fulfilled, which is spoken by Isaiah the prophet, uh, talking about uh, Peter's wife's mother, um, uh, his mother-in-law being healed, and how Jesus healed so many. So you go through the Bible, first of all, establishing that healing belongs to you before any prayer is prayed. If you try to pray without some of those foundations, you're going to get into confusion. And you're going to confuse your mind and your heart. You are, because you're not, you're always wondering. Well, is, am I one of the ones that maybe it's not his will? Am I one of the ones that maybe have some special purpose for being sick? I'm going to lead the anesthesiologist to the Lord or something. You know, they're, they're, this is the stuff you hear. And boy, they could really flower it up, you know, especially if the anesthesiologist did get led to the Lord and uh, became the greatest First Assembly of God church member you ever saw. Amen. Then maybe, well, see, now, if, if I hadn't been in the hospital, then that person wouldn't have been saved. But now you rewrite the Bible, some kind of new theology, based on circumstances that, thank God, something good came out of it. But on the other hand, that wasn't God's will for you to... Uh, or, or somebody that failed to receive their healing, that, that doesn't mean it wasn't, that it wasn't God's will. Amen. God's will is not established by even a testimony. It is established by, well, it is a testimony, but it's the testimony of the word. Amen. That's how you find God's will. Well, Sister Ledbetter said, you know, she's Ledbetter and everybody else. Every church has got one of two or three of those. Not us, in Jesus' name. No, please, no lead betters. If that's your last name, we love you, but I'm saying, you know. Um, so we want to look here then at uh, the prayer of faith and what it is. And I'm going to propose something to you that I saw yesterday thinking about this message that I believe is fresh revelation on the prayer of faith that might help you to relate to it. Because then people see, get all hung up on, well, here's the prayer of faith, but do I have enough faith to pray the prayer of faith, you know? Oh, please. You know, I, I basically, myself and uh, another sister, um, Patsy Caminetti, <laughs> we, we basically ran Brother Hagen's healing school. When he figured out that we could do it, he started showing up less and less. And, um, we're, we started out, we were both like 19 years old, 19, and I think I was 18 maybe, 18, 19, 20 years old. And again, he's training us. And one time he said, you know, um, let me know if you need any help with anything. So I, there was this one case that I, you know, was not doing well. And I, I said to myself, self, I have an idea. Kenneth Hagin has this special anointing. I've, Place, you know, he's, the story about uh, I've called the anointed thee and given thee a special anointing and placed the finger of my right hand in the palms of both of your hands and, you know, all that. So I'm thinking he's going around town in his Cadillac with his special anointing. And we're over here with these sick people that are dying like flies, to be honest. And uh, I'm thinking... <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just being real practical about this. You know, evangelists tend to think, think like that. Well, what do we need to do? You know, throw the wheelchair in the street. I don't know, whatever it takes, you know, just kind of a shambaki thing comes on you every now and then. And so I, I, you know, this is how I'm thinking. What are we going to do? Because, you know, I'm tired of people not getting healed. This is, will there be an actual healing at the healing center? You know, this is the question. So, you know, I'm, I, it's really bothering me. And so I go to Brother Hagen's office across the parking lot and, uh, go to see him. And I, he said, yeah, what is it? And I said, well, you know, you've got, I've got a brilliant idea. I said, you've got this special anointing and Patsy and I don't have that. So I was thinking you could bring your special anointing over to the healing class one day, maybe. And you can, you know, we can clean out the healing class and start over with healed people. Because you've got that special anointing and we don't have it. He's sitting here literally twiddling his thumbs like he would do. And he's in the back of his chair and he's going, you know what? I got you and Patsy to do that job. If y'all can't do it, I'll have to find somebody that can. Now he's threatening me with my livelihood. (laughs) And I said, uh, okay, if you put it that way, I'll keep trying. Let's just praise the Lord, sister. Hallelujah. You know, can you jump for joy? How about just wiggle the leg? You know, I don't know. You know, you're trying to get people to to do something, you know, to receive. Anyway, we learned some things in God. Thank God. Brother Hagen, you know, it was really a genius move on, on, on his side, not to, not to just pick up the slack all the time. So he was trying to, mentor us and father us into a healing ministry of our own. Thank God we both walked into that and other people too, amen, that were a part of that. And uh, Pastor Scarlett was in those early days of the healing school like that as well. And and we both talk almost weekly, at least weekly, sometimes daily, about how those experiences provided our foundation. So, you know, I've heard all the arguments. Well, I'm not a person that's got the kind of faith of Abraham and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. That's a whole teaching on faith that we won't get into today. But I want you to see this uh, real quick. Mark, just 11.24. Here is the prayer of faith. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire. Boy, now some religious people have a hard time with that word desire. They want to change it to need, and they'll read it desire, but they're thinking need. So if you need this desperately, then you can have faith for it. But if you don't need it, then you can forget it. You're just being carnal or worldly. But notice the word desire is there. It is not need. Now, a need can become a desire. If you need healing, obviously you desire that need to be met. If you need more money to pay your bills uh, um, or to function or to move ahead a little in your life, uh, obviously that becomes a desire. I desire, and you're excited when things manifest, right? But notice it does say what things every desire. Praise God, and only only holy things or things that God picks for you. No, whatsoever. 
you desire. Now you say, well, what's to keep you from desiring uh, something that's carnal or sinful or harmful? Well, that would be, again, understanding that faith begins where the will of God is known. If you don't have the word or the will of God on it, you don't have any foundation or basis for faith. So you can't pray the prayer of faith wrong. God is not stupid, folks. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't build something that's got a problem like General Motors does. And they know there's a problem and they count their, cut their losses. Okay, we know this, this is going to be a recall, but get them out to the car lot and sell the car. And God's not like that. Everything he does, all of his systems and all of his uh, concepts are yea and amen and are perfect in every way. You are, Remember that song we sing sometimes, you are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways to us. That's why we need to sing that and say that. You are perfect in all of your ways. There's nothing, there's no loophole, there's no crack for something to fall in. Some people will go to the VA or Social Security office or somewhere and they say, we're sorry you fell in the crack on this and we're going to try to get you out of the crack. They have a crack problem. But uh, there's no cracks in the uh, in, 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 in God's kingdom. It's, it's seamless, foolproof, stupid proof. <laughs> Amen. And is ahead of all fear, doubt, and unbelief, and any demonic influence whatsoever. God's world is, is pristine. Is this helping you? So what things ever you desire, when you pray, when you, when are you gonna, when are you gonna believe that you receive? When you pray, not when you see it, before you see it, there's an order here. Now it can be instant. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for the instant miracle. Amen. And, and when I'm preaching a evangelistic setting, I preach, let's have it now. Let's have it tonight. There's no better time to receive your miracle than right now. But on the other hand, you can see here uh, in the prayer of faith, um, and there's a difference in praying the prayer of faith and ministering healing or something. There's a difference. A.A. Allen used to say uh, that, he said, most ministers, all they, know, all they know how to do is have a prayer line. Well, there's nothing wrong. A prayer line is better than no line. Yeah. But on the other hand, there are, there are some ways of ministering directly to the sick like Jesus did, uh, minus prayer line. Amen? All right. Don't everybody shout at once. Don't mess with the Pentecostal prayer line, brother. It's about as bad as criticizing a song. As if all songs are anointed. They're not. Um, okay, when you pray is when we're going to kick in the faith here. When you pray, believe that you receive them. When? When you pray. And you shall have them. Now, as far as, in other words, as far as God's concerned, you have the thing that you desired and prayed about. You have it the moment that you pray, the moment you believe you receive. Now you say, well, where is it? Well, it's in the spirit realm. Faith 
um, is uh, the title deed in the unseen realm for what's going to manifest in the seen realm. So the more you understand about faith, the more you'll understand about the prayer of faith. Here's something about the prayer of faith that'll help you. Again, rules, you know, like, again, playing softball is different than playing golf. <laughs> right? Playing football is different than playing, um, than, than, you know, aerobic swimming or something. Uh, you know, uh, if you look at the Olympics, there's all kinds of sports being, uh, practiced and played, but they're not all the same equipment or the same rules or the same goals. And uh, like in golf, you don't want a high score. <laughs> Sometimes you've been out golfing with people and you, and you want to say, now you do understand that the goal here is to have as few numbers on your chart as a, you know. And then something else, you want high, you want high numbers. In football, you want it to, to go as high as possible. But not in golf. <laughs> so there's, you know, it's completely different. But they're both sports. They're both athletics. They're both, you know, require some skill and some training, uh, practice. So it's the same with prayer. So on the prayer of faith, I want to tell you this, that again, the, the big foundation stone is Faith begins where the will of God is known. Get your nose in the Word. If you're going to be an effective faith prayer, you're going to have to be a person of the Word. And you're going to have to know what God's will is. Uh, and uh, what is God's will about healing? What is God's will about prosperity? What is God's will about, uh, you know, my children and, and grandchildren and folks serving God and those things? What is that? So you can pray the prayer of faith. Uh, primarily, the prayer of faith works for you as an individual. Uh, there's some degree of authority uh, that can extend, like from husband to wife, especially if they're in a position, maybe physically, where they can't really call on the name of the Lord like they need to. The, there's some some elements of the prayer of faith, but then it bleeds over into the prayer of intercession where I'm actually standing in the gap for this person and calling out to the Lord on their behalf. That's technically not the pure faith prayer, prayer of faith. It's got faith behind it, amen, everything we do, but it's by faith. But on the other hand, it's not technically the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith works at its finest for you. Somebody said, um, for yourself, for your personal needs and desires. Somebody said one time, criticizing a Pentecostal person, criticizing the Word of Faith movement, and said, well, it's just so much of that faith teaching is so selfish. And it's like, it is selfish. Uh, in the sense that uh, only you can call on the name of the Lord for salvation. Uh, you, somebody can't get saved for you. If they could, we could bring the phone books in here for everybody, you know, everybody's address and just call their name. Maybe let's just get really weird and light candles and put their name on that. You know, I mean, where do we stop with this? Uh, so there's a thing of intercession standing in the gap for people. And I suppose that's where all the candle lighting came from. But um, even after they're dead, that's a whole subject. We won't get into that this morning. 
Uh, if you're doing that, stop. You're wasting time, money, and wax and adding to your, to your carbon footprint. It's a joke. I don't care about the carbon footprint. It's a bunch of hooey. But um, the, um, the thing is, is that I, if whatever works for salvation oftentimes is 99, at least 0.9% of the rule on the prayer of faith. Does that help you? In other words, that's why we can't even really receive healing for someone else. We can encourage them. We can stand. We can shake them and say, you're going to get this and you're going to fight. You know how we do. Uh, we're going to, we're going to do that. Amen. But it's technically not the, the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith is for yourself and for your own, what's been provided for you by your savior, your redemptive package deal. Amen. Can you understand that? So also the prayer of faith, um, again, the, the, the big foundation is, is it God's will? The second part of that foundation intertwined with it is that, is it a part of Christ's redemptive work? The prayer of faith works the best on redemptive uh, blessings that have already been done and finished to telestai on the cross of Calvary. Amen. So, again, salvation, righteousness, uh, forgiveness of sin, cancellation of debt and all that, that that we would have owed the law. Praise God, Jesus fulfilled the law. He said he did. Number two is our healing. Amen. He he provided healing by taking the sickness on himself. So healing belongs to us. And so you can, boy, the prayer of faith and healing go together like hand in glove. Amen. I claim, uh, I'm praying and Lord, I desire the healing and you can get, I encourage people to say what it is. Healing of, of, uh, you know, my lung condition or healing of my, uh, circulatory system or whatever it would be. I claim healing based on Mark eleven twenty four. That what things soever I desire when I pray, I believe I receive them. And I when I prayed the first time for this, I believed that I received my healing. And so therefore, just reading English, healing belongs to me. Amen. Then I don't have to pray, Lord, please do it. Now, I've got scripture for that on healing. Would you like to see it? It's James 5. And some of you already know where I'm going. See, that's the bad thing about being a public speaker, preacher, is that everybody's got the script ahead of you. So you can't, like, shock them. James 5, um, 14. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And notice it says the prayer of faith. Now, this is what we're talking about. The prayer of faith. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. It is not the elders that saved the sick. It is not the oil. Some people get a little weird about the oil. It's some kind of holy oil. It's not holy oil. There's nothing holy about it. If there was, 
we would order barrels of it and put squirt bottles and go up and down the halls of all the hospitals and mental hospitals and uh, you know, drug addiction centers and everywhere else that anybody's got ailments, and we would just squirt them with oil, holy oil, while we speak in tongues, you know, or something. And uh, I, would to God it was that simple. But the oil is a rep- the the oil that we we some some we don't always use it, but sometimes we use it anoint people is a representation of the Holy Spirit. It is not the Holy Spirit. The oil is not some some special thing. I think we should have reverence for the symbol of it. Amen. I'm not saying it shouldn't be respected. But there's folks that get a little weird. They get a little out there about the symbols. Amen. And um, it's like saying the Bible has got some kind of magic power on it or something and it doesn't it's the words from the bible that make the difference and if you don't understand that you're trying to trying to almost um it it's it borderlines idolatry to be honest and uh so you have to be careful we respect the word i would never i've i've had my hands full and accidentally dropped my bible before well, I don't go into some kind of hysterics of, oh, I'm going to get struck by lightning and I drop my Bible. But on the other hand, I, I, I've never just gotten angry and thrown it in the floor. And uh, so, you know, there's a balance there. Amen. We honor it. But it's it's not like some religions that their book, you know, if if you accidentally drop some religion's books in the floor, you'd get your house burnt down. So, I mean, that's... That's the extreme. Do you see what I'm saying? So we don't want to go there, but uh, on this, I just wanted to say that about the oil. It is not the elders, and it is not the oil. It's the prayer of faith shall save the sick. The elders are there as an encouragement, as some taking some authority, amen, and uh, that authority is not um, usurped from people. It's given as sort of a, a, um, a sort of a, 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 oh, I'm looking for this wonderful word. I can't find it. They didn't have that in Georgia in the public school. I had to learn that one later. Um, praise God. Uh, anyway, um, um, it's a yielding. Amen. So we yield. The authority that we have as a believer when we ask someone else to anoint us with oil or pray, uh, or we, uh, prayer of agreement like we t- talked about last week, when we do that, we're yielding some of our authority, not all of it, but yielding some of our authority to another person and saying, I want you in on this. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So there's some authority, the elder mainly being the pastor, and then those in the church who are mature believers. Being, uh, being the, uh, elders of the church. So notice it says, so sometimes we've made a big, a bigger deal out of the elders than we should have. And other times we've made a bigger deal out of the oil than we should have. As if it's the oil that's doing it. If, if, if I believed it was the oil, you would all be oiled. We would hook up a paint machine. Jeff could help me. We could hook up a paint sprayer and you'd just stand out in the front 
and we'd oil you down. Praise God. So it's not the oil. It's not this oil came from special olives in the Holy Land. Well, it doesn't matter where the oil came from. The oil could have come from Cincinnati. You know. (laughs) Get these Ohio people started up, you know. (laughs) Amen. It's not, it's not something special about the oil and that came from wherever. Um, it's, it's the symbolism of the oil. Amen as a type of the Holy Spirit. It is also something we can feel that helps helps us visualize what's happening. A connection with the Holy Spirit. But notice what it is. What is the real... You know, you ever read uh, medication and it says active ingredient. I don't know what the rest of it is. But you're after... Like the active ingredient. That's the thing that's going to turn, help you with your symptom at least. And so the active ingredient in this James 5.14 business is the prayer of faith. So some churches that practice this better than others even, uh, their problem is they don't have they haven't been taught properly on prayer. So, lo and behold, if they won't add the prayer of consecration and dedication at the end of this and shoot the whole thing in the head. Because they'll, they'll pray all that, anoint with oil, be very ritualistic about it, and praise the Lord and then say, however, no, you want to go, stop! Bad doctrine. Or, brace yourself, here comes the bad doctrine. Because they'll go, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done, Lord, if it's not your will to heal me. You said you wouldn't put any more on us than we could bear, and I'm almost at the unbearable level. So, help me to be able to bear this, or, uh, you know, uh, back off the, the dial it back. <laughs> and uh that's all bad doctrine yeah. and it's a mixture yeah. of they're all good each of those are have their place in in understanding but you can't just put it all together in a big fruit salad and come up with something that works for you yeah. you've got to keep it straight amen yeah. and even if you're tempted by your Traditional evangelical upbringing, which thank God there's a lot of good stuff there, but uh, some of that's bad stuff, and we have to triage it, amen, and see which which of this is going to stay and which is going to be thrown out, because it's it's again somebody wrote the the theology book or whatever that was they needed they needed to change their dealer way before they wrote that book. Do you get the joke of that? Wacky weed. Whatever they're smoking while working on their PhD dissertation paper at the University of Don't Believe God Anymore got into a theology school somewhere and people are taught this stuff. 
so, you know, we, the theology schools that Scarlett and I have, have gone to and, and received um, credentials from all believe um, the way I believe. <laughs> no, all believe, all believe according to the word. Amen. Uh, and understand these differences. So we don't, you know, our main banner doesn't need, need to be let the ignorant remain ignorant. <laughs> But our main manner needs to be, thus saith the, the word, amen, the Lord. What does the word say, amen? Now, let's continue reading. Prayer of faith shall save the sick. The Lord shall raise him up. And if he's committed sins, they shall be forgiving, forgiven him. Wow, this is, a, this is pretty good. And it also shows that the prayer of faith works for righteousness. And it is really the only one that works for righteousness because it's already been provided. And you can see they're saying it's that shall be forgiven. They're, you're praying for healing. Healing and forgiveness of sin are the same redemptive work. Amen. And then here, confess your faults one to another. Pray one for another that you may be healed. Uh, again, that would be the prayer of faith. We're praying one for another, the prayer of faith. Claiming this for our sister, our brother, and there, and claiming for you. Confess your faults doesn't mean you have to go around talking about all your mistakes and you almost cussed on high US 19 again and whatever, you know, that's, that's not, uh, that's not what that's talking about. It's, it's just saying be open, be vulnerable. Amen. Let's, let's share each other's burdens. Let's share. Uh, you know, if you have a prayer request, make it known, not only to the Lord, but to the body of Christ. Amen. This is my prayer request. Um, and um, so that's what that's about. Pray you one for another. The effectual, fervent prayer. Again, what is the prayer, the particular prayer that's being discussed here? The prayer of faith. So the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Let's put that verse, uh, verse uh, 16. Let's put that up in Amplified Classic. Confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins. Again, this would be something that you would be struggling with, not, you know, I almost said a four-letter word. I mean, come on, you know, people are people and whatever. Unless you just cuss all the time, then you might need to talk to somebody. But I'm just saying that um, you don't want to, none of this needs to be taken into the ditch, folks. And we go, I've been at the first church of the taking everything into the ditch. You know, everything is just so extremely legalistic about the word that you can't even take a breath and function with it. So this doesn't need to like take you over where you're running into the church all the time. I need to confess my sin. And it's like, eh, we got your stuff down. But it's just talking about being open and vulnerable. But praise God. Pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available Dynamic, this is the part that's wonderful. Dynamic is from uh, a word that's talking about basically where we get the word dynamite. It's the same concept of explosive. So we can say explosive and it's working. Amen. 
I don't know about you, sometimes I need to just stick a stick of dynamite down in parts of my life and blow some stuff up. How about you? We need explosions and implosions, don't we? And so here's the way to do it. Get after. You say, well, get after the devil. Well, it does get after the devil in that it thwarts his plan. But we're beyond that. We sang that. He's under my feet. The devil's under my feet. I went to the enemy's camp, took back what he stole from me, and he's under my feet. And now I'm up here on a higher plane, and I'm taking advantage of what belongs to me. So I want to say this, and then we'll be done. I'm over 10 minutes here. I want to tell you that um, we call it the prayer of faith, but it's really the prayer of authorization. And that's what, remember I told you yesterday, that kind of came to me. I don't think I've ever heard anybody exactly say that. Um, we do understand that the prayer of faith is a prayer of authority. We have authority in this life over sin, sickness, and poverty. We have it. And um, we preach that all the time here, you know. You know that's true, true, what we preach on that and, and have taught without going into all the scriptures. We'd be here another three hours. But, um, yes, the word authority works too. It is the prayer of authority, but it's also in a little different use of that word, the prayer of authorization. Now, I think about that. You know, sometimes you're, you're going, you, you conducting business or whatever. Maybe you've, you've already been approved for something that you're receiving. It could be, um, finances. It could be, um, a, a prescription or whatever. Uh, I've gone to pick up prescriptions. I'm, we're not against medicine. Just so you know, we're not against that. Don't, please don't go say that. Cause we're not. We're for medicine. Amen. If it can help you, praise God, use it. <laughs> Amen. And you can take medicine and say, well, these are the side effects. And you can say, yeah, but I've got a loophole for that in the word that uh, if we ingest any deadly thing, it shall not harm us. Amen. And you can take authority over some of those things. But um, you go to Walgreens or wherever and you pick up the prescription. Well, I've seen they've already got the bag. It's... um it's, it's, it's got your name on it. You can see they got, uh, paperwork for you to read for your summer reading program. All about that drug and how this drug will kill you eventually. Anyway, so they've got a, they've got a staple on that and, and it's sitting there and it, it, and the insurance has paid for it or most of it and it's ready to go and you just say, well, why can't, why can't I just reach across this counter and grab it? They say, because you have to sign the authorization form. Now that's usually on a key, on a pad now and you use your finger and then you, and then, uh, you take your finger off and put it in the used finger holder. Because you're not supposed to touch somebody else's perspiration off of the, anyway. I've often thought of now, this isn't very hygienic, is it? Anyway, um, so you sign the, the, the pad, usually, sometimes you, you know, it might be a piece of paper, but usually it's the, the keypad, which serves the same as a wet signature. 
So anyway, you're signing that, and in your and it says authorization. I authorize. Or if you've made a payment online, anybody made a payment online or something, and you'll usually get down. There's this little box. I authorize, you know, Citibank or whoever to extract this much money out of the account to pay the bill. And so it's an authorization form. And the prayer of faith is your authorization to receive what's already got your name on it. So you're not asking God to do it again and again and again and again. You'd have to put Jesus back on the cross on a daily basis to repay for it. It's already paid for. All you have to do, or if you've, if you've ever borrowed money from a bank or whatever, and they say, okay, we've got all your paperwork done. We're ready to close or on this note, uh, but you're going to have to come sign the form to get it transferred into your account. Well, we'd say, oh, I don't want, whatever you think, whatever your will is. They'd say, and on the way, stop at the mental health clinic because you're a nut. If you, if you are asking the banker to make the decision. No, it's not his money. It's not his, you can believe it's not his money. It's all coming out of your stuff. But anyway, it's not his money. It's not his decision. He doesn't even have to decide where the money's going, but he's facilitating what already belongs to you. You've earned that in the sense of even if you've earned credit, you've earned uh, their trust for you to have this, to go buy the house or the car or whatever. So my point I'm trying to make is even in the world, we're very accustomed to signing authorizations. So today we're signing authorization by praying the prayer of faith. So we're going to pray it right now here together. And uh, you watching online, pray with me. But I'm telling you, he, uh, salvation, righteousness, forgiveness of sin, cancellation of um, um, shame and guilt and all that has already been paid for for you. Healing has been paid for. Deliverance has been paid for. Um, if you have mental health issues, those things have been paid for by, by, the, by the name and the blood of Jesus. And if you need financial help or material help, that's been paid for by the blood of Jesus. Amen. And so we're going to pray the prayer of faith uh, right from Mark 11, 23, 24, sorry, 24, that says, what things do you ever desire when you pray, believe, or receive? So, Lord, we desire, and just put in there in that prayer, you watch it online, put in there what you desire. Lord, I desire healing. It could be I desire healing from cancer diagnosis or I desire healing from arthritis or heart disease or whatever else, diabetes. You know, you, you understand. You just claim it. I desire healing for the, and then fill in the blank, or I desire money to pay off that loan. I desire money to pay off my house. I desire money to buy a new car that I need. Uh, I desire, you know, what, or go on vacation or whatever it is you need to do. I want to help the church more. So I'm claiming that much for that, whatever. Amen. And then you claim that by saying the desire. And then I believe, let's all say this together. I believe that I receive what I just prayed for now in Jesus' name.
Amen. So now what am I going to do, like to sort of follow up on my prayer and my faith? Anytime I think about that thing that I just prayed for, I'm going to praise God for it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you're doing it. Thank you that you've done it. Glory to God. And then you can go to the next thing. Make a checklist and draw a line through them. Isn't it wonderful you can draw a line through your when your prayer gets answered? I'm going to pray for you online, Father, in the name of Jesus. And if you're here, you can do join us. Put your hand where you're suffering, wherever uh, you have a need in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for your healing touch, your healing power. Be healed today from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I command blind eyes to open, deaf ears to unstop, lame legs to walk, uh, cancers and tumors to dry up um, from the roots, uh, any bad cells ro- roguing around or whatever, in Jesus' name, uh, go in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for those who have mental health issues, that you touch their minds, that you encourage them today. Any demonic activity, we rebuke it in Jesus' name. Command it to go. Satan, take your hands off of God's property. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for your healing touch today and healing power. Thank you, Lord, for what we've prayed for, that the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And if sins have been committed, they are forgiven. In Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you also for... um the, those that have material or financial needs that you show yourself strong this week, uh, and, and supplying those things in everything that redemption has paid for in Jesus name. Amen. Let's lift our hands and praise God. Thank him for these answered prayers. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. All right. God bless you. Don't forget Wednesday night. Sister Shannon is teaching, I think, Wednesday night. Don't want to miss her or you'll miss half your life.